Welcome back. Yo, yo, yo. What is going on, guys? Can you believe it? It's time for another episode. Of good news, bad news, more news, sports. Sports news, sports audio. The trade deadline is coming up, Ryan. The trade deadline? It's been an in- incredible week for sports. It's been the NBA season has just started, we just, just a, kicked off. We had a sports equinox today. What does that mean? It means that we had five sports. Baseball. Yeah. Hockey. Yeah. Uh, Bas- football. Football. Basketball. Uh-huh. Golf. <laughs> Not golf. Close? <laughs> no. Is that, is that what you think of when, <laughs> is that your fifth sport? Soccer. Hockey. We already did hockey. Did we? Yeah. Soccer. Okay. It's got to be soccer. No, no. It was, I, think it was NCAA, I think it was NCAA football. There was a Thursday that doesn't, that's, that doesn't count. Better than golf. <laughs> soccer. It's soccer. Soccer counts. All right. It's, uh, let's, just say it's, let's just say it's soccer. Yeah. <laughs> Not golf. Go Sounders. Go Sounders. Yeah, go Fire. Go Chicago Fire. Um, but back to football. Oh, yeah. That We've got some news in the football world. <laughs> the regular football. The trade deadline. What is the trade deadline, actually? I don't actually know when it is. I just know it's coming up. And we've got our first big news today. This is breaking news for yeah, those of you who don't know. Speaking of trading, we're 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 reporting right on the scene. Uh, <laughs> we're reporting live. We are actually not in the Chapman uh, Radio booth right now. We are outside. We're in the 49ers Stadium. Right, and we are looking with binoculars. He's just walked in. He's looking they handsome call as him, ever. They call him White Lightning. And I have to say, the scene here is grim. Kyle Juszczyk is sobbing. Kyle Juszczyk is dying. <laughs> Eli Mitchell is nowhere to be found. Yeah, fantasy prospects for Kyle Juszczyk and uh, Eli Mitchell. Jeff, Jeff Wilson is taking a plane to Detroit right he's now. Just gonna cu- he's just going to cut off his leg. He's going to stay on I, I, Tyrion Davis-Price is running <laughs> in the streets. God. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's manic. It's manic out here, ladies and gentlemen. Today. And the reason why is because Christian McCaffrey... October twenty, October twentieth, two thousand twenty-two. Christian McCaffrey is not on the Panthers anymore. He has been traded to the 49ers. Oh, the San Francisco 49ers. And boy, oh boy, we did not prepare for this. Welcome home. We did not prepare for this. He's from the Bay. Uh, he played at Stanford. So. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, he was great. So. <laughs> We've been scrambling. We yeah. The office is on fire. We haven't done research like on. We had our we had things that we were planning to talk about, <laughs> and then this kind of just threw a wrench in everything. So yeah. we've got to. I think this is the most important thing we should address. Yeah. So Christian McCaffrey, <laughs> although like through the first six weeks he hasn't been as insane as he was like like two years, three I mean, years he ago. He isn't Christian McCaffrey insane, but he's still... He's oh, still our top five. I don't know, like a top five running back. In yeah. A, a stalwart. So, but he's not like head and shoulders above of everybody else is what I'm saying. No. Because that's what he was. Yeah, he's not definitively the best running back. But he's giving you more points than most running backs every single week. Oh, absolutely. And he has the hot... Him and Saquon Barkley, Finn and I were talking about this on our way to basketball. We have a little routine. We go all nice and hot and sweaty and we come straight from the court and talk about football. Uh, we were talking about this on the way. We were like, I don't, we don't think that any running back right now has uh, a higher floor than Christian McCaffrey and Saquon. Now, Christian McCaffrey's on the 49ers. How would you feel about his floor? On the 49ers? Yes. I think his floor goes up. Whoa. It's it's difficult, though, because it's, it's a balancing act of two things, because... In the Panthers, he got the lion's share of the offense, right? Uh, he was the offense. He was the offense. They he was were the not offensive using engine. DJ Moore. But at the same time, 
Was he scoring any touchdowns? Here and there. I think there's way more touchdowns to go around in San Francisco than there is going to be in uh, Carolina. I would agree. So I think that's one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so hard to say because you don't know how he's going to be used. I think he's going to be used as like a flex player. Like he's going to line up as a wide receiver. He's going to line up at running back. Basically what Debo Samuel was last year. Yeah. It's interesting. That's your, that's your take? I think Debo is probably going to be more of a true wide receiver now. Yeah, I would see. I think that's another thing, too, that people aren't talking about yet because think, it's only been two hours. I think it but. definitely lowers Debo's ceiling. Oh, absolutely. And every every single receiver on the <clears throat> the Niners offense because mm-hmm. I think, like, frankly, Jimmy G could really use the guy like Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. Because, like, that man, that man ain't throwing the ball really well. I'm um, just – I think that – Going to the Niners with how good Kyle Shanahan and that offense is at scheming run plays. Yes, very important. They're just a very efficient offense. I think that of all the teams he could have been traded to, the 49ers is probably one of the best destinations. Yeah, this is the best case scenario. You know, for Christian McCaffrey and fantasy owners, because that man that man needs to go to the playoffs. Like yeah. he needs a he needs a chip. He yeah. needs a he needs a title. Uh, speaking, of, I just want to bring up a, an interesting point here. Last three weeks, Christian McCaffrey, 21.3 points, 19.9 points, and 19.3 points. He's looking at, you know, double-digit carries, high yardage, lots of receptions, looking at above seven or more in the last three games. Mm-hmm. Now, Finn, what do you think happens to – What? tell me about Christian McCaffrey on the 49ers as the pure runner – Mm-hmm. And then Christian McCaffrey well, as the receiver gadget guy. I think as a pure runner on the 49ers, I think it's not really like a reach to say he's going to be more efficient. Okay. Um, I think that the receptions probably are going to go away a little bit. Um, I, would, I wouldn't say that. I think he's but, still going to be. But hear me out because I, I don't think it's that he's going to be – a worse at like catching footballs. I think that the reason he got so many receptions, like an extreme amount of receptions, and we saw the same thing with Brees Hall, who was getting like ten receptions a game. Yeah, it's because the offensive line is really bad, and they have to throw checkdowns <laughs> to the true. running back. And okay, th- that that isn't so much the case on the 49ers as it is in Carolina. Yeah. Um, I mean, but so I think were... I think I think just because of that, he will be seeing a slightly less targets, but I. I assume he's probably going to sit around five a game at least. Yeah, I think he's going to be hovering around that five a game mark. Because I'd say five to seven is probably a reasonable area for him. It's foolish. It would be silly, goofy they, to not throw to Christian if they're, McCaffrey. If they're trading, really if they're breaking the bank for Christian McCaffrey, like he's going to be a centerpiece of their offense. Yeah, everybody knows that when you get paid a lot of money and you sign a big contract, they're due for a big fantasy year. It's yeah. just law. That is not true. There's obviously outliers. Consider Terry McLaurin. But, you know, they're going out. The Niners were competing with a lot of high-end teams, which is interesting, too. You had Rams. They lost to the Falcons. And Falcons? They lost to the Falcons. Oh. But the Ram- they always beat the Rams. Right. Well, I'm, I'm more talking about who was looking for Christian McCaffrey. Right. Oh, because term, you yeah. had, like, high-caliber teams like Bills, Rams, and Niners all really, really – like hot, like really good teams. Maybe not Rams, the but Rams, yeah. yeah, they're the worst. And that's I'm so glad that Christian McCaffrey didn't go to the Rams. Yeah, me too. That, just that was a, the worst case scenario. He would have been wasted. But I would agree that he's gonna hover around that five yard line. Now, the run game for San Francisco. 
You said earlier in our little in our little conversation that Shanahan likes to run a run heavy offense. Yeah, and historically too. One of the things that's a little intriguing about this move by San Francisco in particular is because there's kind of these two teams in the NFL that I would say like uh, adhere to this idea of running backs don't matter. Yeah, which I would say is the the Ravens <laughs> and the 49ers. and those two teams like. They usually run running backs by committee. Yeah. Um, they usually uh, have success with any running back they throw out. Sometimes they don't even need to be a running back. Yeah. Just be Devo Samuel or Mark Andrews or George Kittle. Like yeah, sometimes they just... run the ball. Um, but those what those teams are built on is the idea that it doesn't matter what running back you have as long as you're solid in the trenches and you're scheming them to have good running opportunities then they're going to be efficient regardless yeah i think saying that running backs don't matter is a, is a privilege because like that means that you have the... it's a philosophy in designing an offense it's like what you focus on first well you can't like you know the panthers can't be a run like running backs don't matter because they have a, a really horrible running like uh, offensive line so well, th- that's exactly it though is that like it would what if they were following the, the principle of running backs don't matter, then they would be focusing on the offensive line instead of drafting like maybe a really good running back. Like they would be drafting offensive linemen first and then draft a running back that has potential in like the late rounds of the of the NFL draft. Like that's what you do if you if you're like adhering to like this idea that running backs don't matter. And have the Ravens been doing that? The Ravens? Well, Ravens. 49ers. Ravens. The 49ers, yeah, they took Tyrion Davis Price late. They uh they took Elijah. I mean, they drafted two running backs last year, and the one that mm-hmm. had the job was a sixth rounder. Yeah. Elijah Mitchell. Yeah. Like it's who like whoever's healthy in the 49ers <laughs> off offense as a running back is the guy you play. Yeah. And, and like the Ravens too. That's yes. And that's point Kenyon Drake. And last year we saw that with the Ravens where whoever it was that was the healthy running back was the one that you could start. Yeah, and they succeeded. And it was like Deonta Foreman, wasn't it? Right. So now now we're in a curious situation with a I, a really competent running back. So so what I'm saying with CMC is I think he is going to run, but I think he's probably more in a Travis Etienne situation, like a very, very good Travis Etienne, where they're not they they know he's injury prone, so they're not going to give him they're not going to give him like twenty plus touches a game. No, at, as a running back, they'll probably give him twenty plus touches like combined. Yeah, um, receptions and yeah attempts. But I think they're going to give him like ten rush attempts per game. But they're going to give him goal line rush attempts. They're going to give him like the high value yeah. touches. He'll be the. I think he's he'll not their bruiser. He'll be the running. Excuse he's me. Their the, weapon. He's the goal line guy. I think. I think that he's going to be. You'll see him on the goal line running, first and second down because they have struggled in the red zone just a little bit. If anything, the the 49ers red zone offense is just kind of lackluster, and I think yeah. that's really like the only hole, significant hole in their team. So I think that they're addressing their defense is amazing yeah, this year. They're so. they're just addressing their holes, which is uh, good. Everyone needs to address their holes. Um, <laughs> Guys, make sure that you're <laughs> – I'm not going to make that joke. Um, not going to talk about holes. Uh, but Christian McCaffrey is going to be, yeah, the weapon. I think he'll be the weapon. I Yeah, I see it. It's like it's like how Saquon is like the, the focus of the Giants offense. Yeah. But it's a little bit different just because there's more pieces in the 49ers offense. Uh, 
but also the offense is more efficient overall. So I think it's like not super unfair to like compare those two. No, not at all. It's not a stretch. No. Um, I think that's all I have to say about Christian McCaffrey. I think I'm, yeah. I don't too. think I don't. If you have Christian McCaffrey, I don't think you should be like worried. No. Well, we can also one last thing, just because I think this can like set us up, set us up nicely for our little recap or my recap here, because you know the trade deadline is coming up, and like we're gonna enter that weird period of fantasy football where things get a little bit more solidified, and you're heading into that like five game stretch where there's not gonna be like a whole lot of trades. And the differences between your teams are going to start to go, like, get a little more staunch. much more important to pay attention to the waiver wire than anything. And, like, trades are going to be a little bit harder because you are going to know who's valued what. The upside isn't going to be necessarily, like, with less games, there's less chance to prove upside, you know? So there's less potential, so it's going to be a little bit more solidified. There's going to be, like, stronger borders with trading your players. So I think it's important to talk about Christian McCaffrey and trading right now because we're closing in on the window. The window to make big trades right now is closing. It's going to be a five-week period, I'd say, where no big trades should really ever happen, honestly. And so I want to. I just want to ask, like, what is the trade value with Christian McCaffrey on the 49ers for those people who drafted Christian McCaffrey, maybe kind of struggled towards the middle rounds, and don't necessarily have, like, a, a super good team and want to take that next step by trading Christian by trading McCaffrey. trading him away? Yeah, I don't what think do you, you should say? trade him for it. I don't think it might... It, some people are going to think that he's less valuable now. Some people are going to think he's more valuable now. Um, but basically, I don't think you should trade Christian McCaffrey for anything less than top five running back value. Yeah. I, I like, And if someone's giving you less, like if, if someone's lowballing you, saying like, oh, he's, he's top 10, he's top 12 now, he's not top five, like then you should just ignore them. Because you're Christian McCaffrey, like the track record is there that he is that top five guy like yeah so you want you want to get some good value for him yeah i don't i don't think you should sell him unless you're it's like a really like they're treating it like they're getting like a top fantasy asset yeah you want to have you got to know your worth you're you're not selling him on a discount right now yeah know your worth you know you have a real stud here and i would say that the trade kind of gives him a little bit more value Really? I would say just because running backs are really good when they have a lot of red zone opportunities. And so not only are you on a better team that sees the red zone You're more You're also going to make Panthers, the team better. Right. Like you, he's going to be the weapon. You know? So mm-hmm. he's going to be given more opportunities just to explode. Right. Period. So I think that this ups him up just an extra, excuse me, an extra tier mm-hmm. in terms of like trade value. And he was already up there. So <laughs> he was already up there. I mean, we just did a trade. Yeah. For Chris McCaffrey. I traded him last week. Yeah. And I gave up my star, my my favorite fantasy player this to is get so him. Sad. I gave up Chris Olave. Uh not one for one for Christian McCaffrey. That would have been the highway robbery. But <laughs> it was I'm not that stupid. the trade the trade was between Finn and I in our in our Chapman redraft league. It's yeah. getting competitive. The the trade was he gives me Christian McCaffrey and Chris Godwin. And I give him DeAndre Swift, Jamal Williams, uh, Chris Olave, and, and Alec, Alec Pierce. Pierce. Yeah. And Chris Olave, for all the people who were doubting, all the people who said, for oh, all the haters. Michael Thomas, he's going to come back. He's going to take away the targets. He just finished today's game with 
14 targets. Oh god, it was a, it was lovely. So 14 targets seven I have I have Chris Olave. I had him I had him everywhere. I have him everywhere except this league. So He was your guy. He was my guy. He still is my guy. Well, he's my guy now. So um <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Next year I'm drafting him. Olive, Olaf, Olave. Yeah. That's our motto. All right, and with that, let's just I get pass in, the torch. Let's just get into the game tonight. We finally had some offense. Thursday night football, ladies and gentlemen. It was amazing. All it took was the Broncos not playing. <laughs> Who would have thought? <laughs> Get off the TV, Russell Wilson. Broncos country, let's score. <laughs> um, God, it was so refreshing. I like genuinely wanted to watch that game, and I did. And it was a great game. Andy Dalton, he... <laughs> Andy Dalton, he threw two pick sixes in like the span of one Are minute, you but they, no, even but they still that. kept in the game. It was crazy. The Cardinals' wow defense is like incompetent, and they finally got the offense <laughs> going because they let Kyler Murray like actually do his fucking job. Like, oh my Wait, god! Get this though. Get this though. Andy Dalton in our league has like strange scoring set- settings, by the way. So, but Andy Dalton. <laughs> <laughs> he, threw two, he threw two pick sixes, Say it. but he still finished with 37.5 fantasy oh points God. on the week. That's just like... And the, the Cardinals receive... You want to hear the receiving line for the Cardinals? DeAndre Hopkins was targeted 14 times. Chris Olave and DeAndre Hopkins were both targeted 14, 14 times. The Rondale Moore was targeted twice. Twice. Yeah. Zach Ertz four times and you know had a great game. You know Benjamin. He's the starting running back. Shout out to one of our Instagram followers who made the astute observation that you know Benjamin is in fact the starting running back. He finished the game. He was projected 14 points with James Conner out. He finished with 21.3 points, 12 carries for 92 yards and one touchdown, four receptions uh for 21 yards and he did have a goal line carry snatched uh by i believe it was something ingram calvin ingram something like that something like that but it was, this it is was what you want to see this is what you want to see from keontae ingram keontae ingram thank yeah. you it was a good game and it brought a big it, it made me jolly i was quite jolly watching that game i'm like ho ho now we've got a game so if you watched it made your prime membership very much worth it uh it was a good game Started off strong, so Cardinals are now three and uh, four, and then the Saints are two and five. You know Benjamin, of course, looked good, and if, let's just let's just dive into the recap here because week six is in the books, ladies and gentlemen. And as I said before, the middle mark of the season is coming up. So depressing, but like also crazy how we're almost halfway done. Like what? Oh my god! Time flies when you're having fun. Uh, the scope of the league is kind of just like getting solidified, and I know that. Finn and I talked about this, I think, our second episode, that there's some crazy shit happening in terms of, like, your studs looking like duds and your duds looking like studs. You had players like Jonathan Taylor, Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry all struggling out the gate. And now, because we're really good at our jobs, we predicted that things were going <laughs> to... We, we predicted that things were going to regress to the mean. To the mean, ladies For and those gentlemen. who don't understand what that means, statistics term just means that if things are happening that usually don't happen, then they will return to normal given time. Right. And that's what we're seeing. Right. So, you know, that might went on a whole rant like five minutes ago about the trade deadline and stuff coming up. I just like I think that if you are two and three, three and three right now, 
one in one in four. I'm I don't know if I'm doing my math right. Is it one in five? Yeah, one in five. Just add an add an extra digit to all that. If you are just kind of struggling right now, um, you're fucked. You're fucked. Give up. Give up. No, I'm just kidding. But you really if, should. If you're one in five, it's it's looking dire. It's looking dire. You need to like get your get your act together and make some trades here. You just gotta like. So if you're one in five, something's not working. What you gotta do is you just gotta trade everybody and <laughs> blow it up. And when I say that, I just mean that get different people on your roster. It's clear whatever you have is not working, and just introduce some more variance to your team. Absolutely, get more depth. Honestly, introduce too. introduce some more chance. Maybe the guys that you trade for are going to blow up instead of the guys that you had. It's just mix it up. Yeah, mixing up, mixing it up. Get Joe Mixon. Why not? Go crazy. <laughs> Go Maybe. crazy. Go crazy. Maybe. Get Joe Mixon. Um, That's the one guy who hasn't turned returned to normal. <laughs> no. Or Jonathan Taylor. I just traded Jonathan Taylor. Uh, shout out Michael Wisniewski if you're listening. I did a trade in my home league. Um, I traded Jonathan Taylor for... Ramondre Stevenson and AJ Brown. Yeah. Which is looking good. And then I traded Ramondre Stevenson and Miles Sanders for awesome Austin Eckler, Pat Fryermuth, and Tyler Lockett. Yeah, and I like where you are now. Yeah, so now my team is looking better. My team is looking really good. Fill those holes. Just take a long, hard look at your holes. Can I just read out my team? Yeah, if not wanna... not this week because this I have some players on by, <laughs> but I'm week. so proud of what my team looks like. Yeah, you've got some good you've got some good hands. All right, I'm gonna give you week eight. My starting lineup is gonna be Josh Allen MVP, Saquon Barkley Offensive Player of the Year, Comeback Player of the Year, <laughs> Christian McCaffrey Sexiest Man Alive, Justin Jefferson, T Higgins, Chris Godwin, um, mm-hmm. Brandon Cooks. <laughs> what was that? Uh. <laughs> Uh, Ryan Suckup and the Cowboys defense. Who is your tight end? I feel like you glossed over your tight end. Oh yeah, Greg Dolchich. Dolch- <laughs> <laughs> Who? So that um, that's a <laughs> that's a that's my weak spot. My yeah, tight end yeah. is my weak spot. I gave up my tight end Gerald Everett, uh, who I got on waivers to go get Chris Olave for Robert for uh, Romeo Dobbs. League winning trade right there. Absolutely. And then I've I've been flipping. I've been flipping You've this been entire flipping. year. Flip it. I flipped James Robinson into Christian Kirk into T Higgins. Hey, that's like grind I've, set. I've been I've been grinding, <laughs> and now my team looks insane. The fantasy hustle. It's all gonna fall apart. It's all gonna fall apart because someone's gonna get injured, and then it's gonna like start to collapse. It's gonna be a house of cards, and everyone's gonna start to get injured. Well, fantasy is just a house of cards. But it's I, just I'm, gambling. I am still liking my chances, though. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a great team. I'm really proud of you. you. Um, my team in that redraft league, I'm one in five. I got my first win last week. I've been trying to make some trades. I'm not so proud of my team, but we have some we have some we have some scrap we have some scrappy guys. I have Alan Lazard traded away. Chris Godwin, unfortunately, he was someone I was really excited for. I still got Lenny, DeAndre, Jamal. You know, we've got some scrappy boys, and we could take it all the way to the playoffs. So, you know, when you're when you're taking a long, hard look at your holes this week, uh, just think to yourself, like, how can I be better? How can I embrace the fantasy hustle mindset? So with that being said, we do have some good starts and sits for you later in the show, so pay attention to some people with some trade value here. Um, I'll just wrap up my my little 
recap here because there are some important things. Big games. Giants took down the Ravens. Seahawks took down the Cardinals. And my personal favorite, the Jets won against the Packers. Mm-hmm. Yay. Go Jets. Go Jets. Four and two. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. We had big performances, and pay attention to these names here. Ramondre Stevenson. Ramondre Stevenson. Ramondre Stevenson. <laughs> Just Zinn Herbert had a bad game. Yep. Jonathan, What's new? Jonathan, Jonathan Taylor. Didn't play. Didn't play for the <laughs> Indian. Indian. Dion Jackson played. Zinn Jackson. Tariq Wollin, cornerback for the Seahawks, had his fourth pick. Had his fourth pick in consecutive games. Wow. Which hasn't been done yeah. in like 15 years. Since Richard or something. Sherman. Since Richard Sherman. Since Richard Sherman. Yeah, since Broncos Richard Sherman. Since 2011. Score. I'm getting flashbacks. Yeah, it's good. The Seahawks are looking really yummy. I have to say, I've, I've kind of warmed up to. Our draft was very good, I will say. Like, yeah. I think we got to give you credit. Our draft has really looked re- has really looked good I so know. far. If you were a fan, if you were a fan, if you were listening, I know we've just kind of exploded onto the scene. So for all the new fans out there, last year Finn, last season Finn was a little bit worried. Oh yeah, about your uh, Seahawks draft. So it's been nice to see it pan out. I yeah, I think the late picks panning out is what like really? makes me the most excited. Yeah, seriously. Earlier picks are always kind of safe. You know, Kenneth Walker, we kind of knew what we were getting. Um, Charles Cross, Abraham Lucas, those guys. Charles Cross, can we talk about him for a little bit? Because he's looking really good. He is, yeah. He's a a very good um, pass blocker. Um, he's one of those guys. Abraham Lucas has looked very good too. He's our third round guy, I believe. Yeah, you really bu- you really built up the trenches. We're starting two rookie uh, cornerbacks in uh, Tariq Woolen and so Kobe good. Bryant. That's so good. Yeah, you're, that's right. You heard me right, folks. Our secondary has both Kobe Bryant and Michael Jackson in it. <laughs> A duo you've never <laughs> seen play together. <laughs> At cornerback, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Our cornerback room is Tariq Woolen, Kobe Bryant, and, and Michael, Michael Jackson. <laughs> I love the Seahawks. You gotta love them. A superstar lineup. <laughs> You've got the biggest names in sports there. Uh, big place, big, big. <laughs> Kobe Bryant. With a C, with a C. With, with a C, C, sorry. Yeah. Um, if you had guys like Josh Allen, Joey B, Mark Andrews, and of course, Yamar Chase. Jamar Chase. We were just waiting for him to pop off. It was coming. Yeah, so things are getting a little bit more settled here. So if you have those guys, you feel good. And, uh, yeah, if you haven't hit the panic button on your team, nice job because you you trusted your drafting strategy. You trusted us, hopefully, and now you're sitting pretty. And if you took advantage of those people hitting the panic button, even better on you. Yeah. Take advantage of them. Take advantage of at them. Their, at their weakest moments. Look at their holes. Yeah. Let's fill their hole. <laughs> uh, Big <two>. blunder. <laughs> Let's move on. Let's move on. Oh, my God. Well, I do have two questions before we get into our starts and sets. I have okay. two, two questions. Uh, this one comes from Thomas Eric in Chicago, Illinois. What's up, Thomas? It's my dad. Um, and the question is, and I'm so proud of myself for this one. What to do about Tua? <laughs> Big blunder. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you want me to answer that or laugh? 
I don't know. I'm just really, really proud of myself. I was sitting in my room, like writing the script, and I was just like, "What to do about Tua?" <laughs> uh, no, but my dad and I were talking, and he has Aaron Rodgers, Jared Goff, and Tua Tungavailoa, which is another thing I would also like to get into later. But you have Tua Tungavailoa coming back after like three games or so. With a concussion, he looked pretty good. He's playing the Steelers, so I'd say fire him up. Fire him up? You think it's time to get Tua back into the game? Against the Steelers? I'm liking that. Yeah. You can play any quarterback. Would you, I mean, like, okay, fine. You can play any quarterback about uh, against the Steelers, but I'm, maybe, like, long-term, what should you do about Tua? Here's the thing. I think he's not going to do what's best for his long-term health which is stop playing f- football forever. <laughs> He's going to keep True. playing football. It's not funny. Uh, it's not funny, but it's the truth. I think he's going to keep playing football. And he's going to keep putting his body on the line for our entertainment. Yeah. And I don't know. He looked good to start this year. It's kind of up in the air. Brain injuries are always iffy. Like You can never predict with brain injuries. It's such a complicated part of our the human body. Um and I'm no biologist, I'm no doctor, but I've had a multiple concussions, and each of them was different, you know, and, like, mm-hmm. affected me differently. Um, I just think that he is definitely more at risk in the future to get concussions. Right. And so you should be worried about that. If you have a backup quarterback, stash him. But well, I think would this— you, Would you start him? This, this week, I'm definitely starting him. Okay. And then what should you— Furthering the quarterback conversation, I also had another. I was having another conversation about fantasy. Would you drop Aaron Rodgers? What's he averaging? Uh, let me just check. Oh, I'll look at Aaron Rodgers right it now. Doesn't like I. He's averaging uh fourteen point four points right definitely. now. Definitely, you would drop Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I don't see the situation improving. Would you? Drop Aaron Rodgers and play Jared Goff the rest of the yes, year. Yes, definitely. Would I would. I would play. I would play Jared Goff. I would play. Um, Geno Smith probably isn't available. Yeah, but let me look. I would play Jared Goff. I would play Tua. Carson Wentz. Ooh. I would play Marcus Mariota, Daniel Jones, Derek Carr. Matt Ryan, mm. all over Aaron Rodgers. What about, would you play Tua over him? Yes. Okay. I would also play Jimmy G over him. Okay. And, sleeper, I think Justin Fields could be better than him as well. Wow. He's looked good the past couple weeks. Worst quarterback fantasy-wise in the NFC? North? NFC North is Aaron Rodgers. Wow. Oh, For well, fantasy. Well, hey. All right, I guess that settles it. Um, worst. He's the worst quarterback of all time. He sucks. Just he should just be dropped by uh, by the, the Packers. I think yeah. I think it's Jordan Love's time to step up. Yeah, he should step up. All right, what do you say we get into the, the starts go. and sets? Let's go. Good Bad More presents this week's fantasy picks. Oh yeah, baby, it's time to get back into the swing of things. And how? You know, we don't even have to talk about last week. It didn't happen. Just, just call it a scratch. What it, did you do really badly? I don't remember. <laughs> did I do bad? 
badly. My first start was Jacoby Myers. Um, and what, how did that go? Let's see here. Let's just give let's just give Jacoby Myers. I said, and I quote, that he would. Oh, I'm just trying to find him up here. Ja, it's Jacoby with a K. That always gets me messed up. I said that he would exceed his 10 point projection, and he did not. He had four receptions for 60 yards, and um, hey, four for 60 ain't bad. It's eight points, but it is not what you projected. No, it is. So not. I'd say that is a big blunder. <sighs> Bruh. Then my next start was Mike Evans. Um, I said he was my lineup lock of the week, and uh, he only really, he only really yeah, that that one's pretty bad. That's that pretty one's definitely big a... blunder. Mike, Mike Evans. You couldn't keep the perfect perfect streak forever. Mike Evans. Who are your good. starts? Who are your starts? Mike Evans and Jacoby Myers. Okay, and who are your sits? My sits were um, <clears throat> Najee Harris. <clears throat> God, which isn't even it wasn't even he didn't even have like a, a fantastic he had the, game. But he had the best fantasy game of his season. I know. God damn it. Not by by point three points. I was I was I was kinda close. He kinda fell into the end zone. Fourteen for forty two. But I still think like I don't know if it's a big blunder, but eh. I think you got it wrong. It's a blunder. It's a blunder. And then <laughs> who was your other? So are you 0 for 4 on this week? I don't want to talk about it. Wait, let, no, let me hear the last one. <sighs> it was Miles Sanders. And how did he do? Uh, he did pretty good. He did pretty good. He died up. He got 13.7. So not a monster game, but definitely not a game you wanted on, him on your bench for. No, that's honestly just for 4. No, that's a big blunder. Where's the big blunder? Which, which, which button? It's the second. It? It's the second button. Big blunder. You press it on yourself. Yeah. Okay. We'll go over mine. My sit... Tyler Algier, let's see. Well, how did he do? Tyler Algier, five points. He got 15 carries, though, which is the most he's ever gotten. Um, just wasn't very efficient. Uh, could have predicted that. It was kind of a gimme. Um, let's look at Zeke. I think Zeke had, a, had himself a week, so I think I missed on this one. Oh, my God, let's check. Ezekiel Elliott. 15 points. That's the highest of the year. That's a big blunder. That's a big blunder. Big blunder. And then Bruh. my starts were Raheem Mostert and Evan Engram. Mm. And Raheem Mostert put up. Let's see here. I think that was a. Yeah. Five points. Oh. Big blunder. And Evan Engram. Evan Engram, I think, was six points. I had him in my lineup. But like honestly, that's not a if you're if that's you're not a blunder. I don't think so. If you're that's a good, that's if a you're good fishing call. out the bottom of the barrel for tight ends, I think that's a pretty good six and a half points, you'll take no, that. No, that's good. Like uh, like that. frankly, especially for the situation that Evan Engram was in, like Yeah, it's pretty good actually. I I'll call that a win. Um I'll chalk that up to a dub here. Let's go on to our picks for this week. Yeah, why don't we start with our starts? And okay. I have, I kind of have a little theme here. We're gonna have a sell high, buy low kind of atmosphere to it. Okay. Starting with our starts, and then sell high. I'm gonna start with Brandon Cooks, against the Las Vegas Raiders. Brandon Cooks, he's been the number one guy. He's only averaging eight point three points. He's been flying under the radar, but you know. The the residue of last year. He had an excellent season last year with Davis Mills. I think this year, this game, he's definitely poised 
to I think if he's gonna have a blow up game, it's gonna be against the Raiders. I can see this being a high flying, high scoring game. I don't think the Texans or Raiders defense comes up big on anything. If anything, I think the Raiders defense has been particularly good with the pass rush and kind of disrupting run plays. Uh-huh. Like especially against the the Chargers, they were forced to throw a lot outside to Awesome Eckler. And in like the Chiefs game, you know they really couldn't get the running game going. So I think that Brandon Cooks is going to be seeing a lot of targets, a lot of good fantasy upside, and for some fantasy savvy players, I think that you could you could sell them to a couple top teams. You know, so if you're looking, if you're in like one and five, two and five, uh, one and five, two and four, and you're looking for some extra depth, Brandon Hooks, Brandon Cooks is not only going to be your start, but I also think that he could be good in like a package deal. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I certainly hope he's good because I'm playing you and I'm starting him against you. <laughs> well, actually, don't don't play him. Don't play him. I retract. I think it. I should play Curtis Samuel instead. Absolutely, play Curtis Samuel. <laughs> that is a joke. That is a big don't joke. don't. Uh, Curtis Samuel, like you can start him, just don't have confidence in him. I would say, but he's not one of my starts. Yeah, definitely not. And then I have my second, I have a few people. I have a few names here. I actually have three sell highs, if that's okay. Okay. So I have. Travis Etienne here, also as my also as my you start have a sell high as a sell high. Okay, I think that this is this is also if you're desperate. This is all under the the context that you have tra- Travis Etienne and you're looking for a trade. I think Travis Etienne has he's he's just so close. He's so close to kind of being that like Ramondre Stevenson and kind of getting that fantasy hype because the fantasy diaspora. Big word here. The fantasy diaspora likes to rally around hype, and they love to get their their guys to fixate on. And everyone wants to be drooling over Damian Pierce, Ramondre Stevenson, Ramondre Stevenson. You know, one of those guys. So I think Christian that McCaffrey against the Giants. It's gonna be a, a tougher matchup, but he's progressively getting better. Weeks five and six, he's had ten uh, ten carries consistently, seventy one yards in week five against Houston. He's also had a few targets as well. He's five. had. He's had five targets over the last two games. He's putting up, like, solid numbers, you know, and he put up 13 points week five. Week six, he put up 11. Um, he's averaging eight points. He's very points. efficient, which is a good thing because he's not getting, like, a huge workload, but he's been very efficient with the work that he's gotten. Right. He's so very explosive. I think that the New York Giants game is going to be good for him. I think he's going to exceed his projected, I think it's 9.6 points. I think he's going to be able to exceed. I think he finds the end zone once or twice because his issue is that, you know, he hasn't scored a rushing touchdown all season. So I think that he is most likely to get his rushing touchdown, get those numbers inflated, and then you can get the hype train leaving the station. So for me, Travis Etienne is going to be a sell high and a start this week. And then finally, we have, I'll make this one brief. It's pretty easy. It's Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin had Six targets, super duper productive, averaging fifteen yard, fifteen point eight yards per catch. Uh, he was targeted twelve times last game. That's the most out of any game this season. So he's looking good, establishing himself in the passing game. And oh my god, he's a juicy matchup against Carolina this week. So you know, Carolina I, that is not going to sustain a single drive on nah. offense. <laughs> he's going to be on the field a lot. Yeah. So definitely start him. And it's going to be painful because I think he's he's a really good player and he's going to be a good guy. Uh, but if you are struggling and you have Chris Godwin because he was like a later pick, he was injured, you're going to want to sell high on him. I think before this week, though, he is a buy low. You're buying him at his absolute lowest value right now. Seriously. 
uh, or which at least Finn, which Finn did, which I did. Um, I, I I sold Chris Olave to get Chris Godwin, um, which is a, maybe a lateral move. Depends how Chris Olave turns out the rest of the year. But well, I think I think Chris Godwin has Tom Brady throwing it to him. So Finn and I are just playing fantasy chess here. We are. You guys are playing fantasy checkers. It's it's okay. You can't keep up with the gods. So you know. Yeah. It's, it's no big deal. If it seems like a big brain move, it's going to seem like a big brain move later. Trust One me. of us is going to win. One of us. <laughs> That's for sure. Um, should I go over my starts? Absolutely. Let's hear it. My first start is Wandale Robinson. Who? Wandale Robinson. Wandale Robinson. And last week, okay, uh, he had 11 points, but it was kind of fueled by that one touchdown that he got. It was a good um, touchdown. But let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Because... <laughs> Not only is Wandale Robinson one of my starts for this week, he's also a buy low guy. This Ooh. is the last chance to get on the Wandale Robinson <laughs> hype train. It's leaving the station. I've heard I've read so much slander online about how he's short, about Duh. how he has T-Rex arms. Gah. It's but they don't know. They he is the greatest it's heresy. He's the I think he's 5'8. He's the greatest, or maybe like 5'10. He's the greatest five something. Look up Wandale Robinson's height. How tall Look is up Wondell his height. Robinson? Sexy he's four two. Not for real. <laughs> he's five foot eight. He's five foot eight. 100. He is the greatest five foot eight prospect of all time. Whoa, hold on. The greatest five foot eight wide receiver prospect of all time. Well, Steve Smith was five foot eight. Steve Smith. Just kidding. He was five foot nine. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, and this New York Giants offense is starved. For playmakers, <laughs> they have so nobody. Hungry. They have nobody. They're starving. They have Saquon, and that's it. <laughs> that's it. And Wandale came in last week. He played like fifteen percent of the snaps, and and already on his snaps, he got a thirty-six percent target share. Every time he ran a route, he was targeted on a third of his routes. And he ran a route eleven times. He was targeted four times. So do that four divided by eleven. It's thirty-six. Um, which you love to see from his first game back. The vacancy in the in the offense is there for him to fill. Mm-hmm. He's got the speed. He's got the talent. He he produced really well in college. Um, I just think everything is in place for him to succeed in this offense. Right, because Kenny Galladay isn't going to do anything. Kenny got and Kadarius Tony doesn't exist. No, he and don't. he also doesn't seem to care. <laughs> I don't know. Kadarius Tony just like doesn't really seem to be like I don't know. Wandale <laughs> Robinson is the guy. He's the guy. And you if he's still available no, in your threats. league, if he's still available in your league, you need to get him. That's just how it is. Wandale. And it's your last chance. I think he can easily pop off this week. Uh, who's he up against? Is a question. Wandale Robinson. He is playing Jacksonville. Jacksonville, which so. is a softer defense for passing, and yeah. he is the only guy that they can really pass to in high volume. So you're going to start Wandale Robinson. I'm starting Wandale Robinson. All right, and by low as well. And by low, as as low as it gets. Um, my next is Tony Pollard, and there's really only thing one thing that's making me say that, and it's he's playing the Lions. Um, <laughs> so start Tony Pollard. Funny. Should we go to the sits? Yeah, we can go into the sits. Why don't you start us off? My first sit, and this ETN, your ETN start, conflicts a little bit with my sit because I'm saying sit James Robinson mm. 
I don't think you can start him this week. Uh, New York Giants defense has looked pretty good, um, especially against the run. They're 11th against the run. Mm-hmm. And James Robinson is not a workhorse. He only has half of this backfield. Um, his role has been kind of been shrinking for Travis Etienne. It's been getting whittled away. And to be honest with you, I wouldn't trust either of them against this Giants defense. I think there's a chance one of them gets a touchdown. I don't know which one it's going to be. I'm thinking it might be Etienne, um, but I definitely wouldn't start James Robinson. I don't think yeah. he's going to be very efficient this week. You just can't feel confident about him, truly. I'm, my second sit is another running back. Uh, it's Melvin Gordon, and yuck. I think if you don't have a choice, if he is like one of the guys that you have left, you can start him because he is <laughs> going to get bad. snaps. Don't but feel bad. He's up against a good uh, Jets run defense. They're good, and it's completely unclear what his role is in the offense. And he he's, sat out. He's also on the Broncos. He's too. on the Broncos, <laughs> which is a off. There's no touchdowns to go around. Oh god, it's he, so gross. He sat out last game for no reason. Was he injured? I don't even know. Like maybe. And he seemed like he wanted to play on the sideline. They kept they kept cutting to him They're on like, the sideline. No. Like he was like frowning. He was he looked he looked angry. Sad Melvin. Yeah, and like I don't know what they were doing. He's probably better than Latavius Murray, who they had out there, I think. Um but Ken- Kenneth Boone? Mike it, Boone. Mike Boone. I don't think Mike Boone was playing either. The Definite but it's definitely gonna be a committee, at least, and I don't know. He's so just do running backs matter on the on the Broncos? I don't think anything matters. <laughs> fo- the football version of apathy. It's They're just borderline it's apathetic. They're like Broncos. Fu- fuck Broncos it. are nihilism. Yeah, like, <laughs> Broncos, the Seahawks are optimism, or like the existential, the existential optimism. Spirit. Yeah, the Seahawks they stay strong no matter what, and the Broncos they flounder. Broncos country. Of, let's reflect. They flounder. They flounder in the face of <laughs> adversity. But God. that's my that's my two sits. God, that's so funny. Uh, my two sits and my my buy lows. Uh, Terry McLaurin. Oh, by the way, by the way, do not buy James Robinson or Melvin Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> Don't touch these people. <laughs> You're not buy lows. Fantasy lepers. They're fantasy lepers. Do not touch. They're gonna need fantasy Jesus to come help them. Uh, my buy lows and my start. Uh, my sits are Terry McLaurin against Green Bay. Terry McLaurin. I said he was my little uh, contradiction to my. You sign a big contract, then you get. Then you start doing well, but that is not true. He's averaging 9.1 points, but that's kind of from a bolstered, like, first three-week performance. Now we're looking at Green Bay, Indiana, Minneapolis, and Philadelphia. He's going to suck, and he's going to suck on Sunday. Don't start him, but but there's going to be a four-week stretch. He's going to suck anytime. That you are like, I want Terry McLaurin, you can go get him. He's gonna be right for the taking. So think about it. You know, when Carson Wentz comes back, he's maybe going on the IR list, but regardless, after the four week stretch, he's looking at Houston, Atlanta, New York Giants, bye. And then he plays the Giants again, San Francisco, meh, Cleveland, and then Dallas. So he could be a good stash guy. Keep on the lookout. And then my sit plus buy low, and I, I'm also gonna contradict myself is Aaron Rodgers. If you have Aaron Rodgers, don't start him, but I wouldn't say I wouldn't say drop him if you have him. I would keep him stashed, but if you're looking for a quarterback and you just want someone for next to nothing, 
you you're gonna want to go get Aaron Rodgers just to stash away as like your your second quarterback and your second string quarterback. Because I think this I think for a bye, he's okay, but I just don't see this offense getting I better. Just, I don't know. I think he he's still gonna play. I, I maybe it's the like generational trauma of being a Lions fan. Like Aaron Rodgers will eventually find some way to wreck your world, and he's got. Detroit, Tennessee, Chicago, Philadelphia, the Rams, Miami, Minnesota, and Detroit all in the next, you know, latter half of the year. Any year where Aaron Rodgers throws a pick six, I don't trust him. Yeah. Well, you can I think he's just gonna be a he can be someone to put on your radar, and I want you guys just to not think about it so critic like don't just just keep your mind open. Be, watch him. Keep a keep a watchful. Make sure eye. he doesn't go anywhere. Yeah, make sure he doesn't go anywhere. Uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. That's everything. Also, pick up Greg Dolchich if you can, if you have the space. Yeah. He had a great first game. He outsnapped every other tight end on the Broncos by quite a bit. Got a touchdown, had another red zone target. I just think, like, if you're starving for tight ends, Greg Dolchich is worth the upside. Um, Speaking of starving for tight ends, you should also pick up Kate Otten. Kate Otten. Starting similar position for the t- uh, Tampa similar Bay positions. Uh, yeah, I'd say Kate Otten, Greg Dolchich, those are two guys that you're looking at that have a higher um, potential than a lot of the other guys on the waiver. So uh, I think we'll end on that note. Yeah, I feel pretty good about that. Yeah, so don't worry about CMC. Pick up Greg Dolchich. Pick up <laughs> Wandale. Uh, that's the message for this episode. That's, that's it. <laughs> well, thanks for tuning in, I guess. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, well, thanks for tuning in, guys. Of course, as always, stay tuned for the lovely, everlasting, endearing, save. I always, Same wavelength. I always mispronounce and, it. And if you stay tuned, they have a special guest on uh, <laughs> who happens to be speaking right now. <laughs> it's just Finn. It's me. I'm on, I'm on same wavelength uh, coming up after this. You'll hear me, you're, I'll, be in the, I'll be in the next door. You'll probably hear me, hear me sniveling. Like just just watching my co-host go, I'm 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 so proud that we get two hours of radio time. Oh, great, let's fucking go. More Finn, please. More Finn. And ladies and gentlemen, that is our time. Signing off. Signing off. This has been good news, bad news, more news, sports taking your fantasy team to next levels. See ya. See ya.